So today I am working on fundraising, uh, not actually fundraising directly for my startup, but as a participant in the 1909 uh, Business Accelerator Program, we are as a team trying to collect funds that would uh, ultimately go to the participants in this uh, accelerator program. So it's a very frustrating, scary, intimidating process asking people for anything, at least in my opinion, uh, but specifically when you ask people for money. So I found a uh, article here from Nonprofit Hub. It's called Seven Tips on Asking for Donations. It's intimidating. We get it. When it comes to asking for donations, most of us head for the hills. We get it. It's intimidating to ask other people to part with their hard-earned cash. They might ask, why? And we might not have a great answer. At its heart, fundraising is helping others connect an existing passion directly to your cause. We don't convince donors. We help them realize that they already care. Once donors believe that your cause truly matters, giving almost becomes an afterthought. Of course they'll give. The question simply becomes how much to ask for. But until then, you won't have to sweat your fundraising ask if you follow these seven tips on asking for donations. One, read their minds. Research your donors to read their minds. The words you want them to say, wow, it's like you read my mind. How do you get to that point? You research your donor as an individual, but you also have a broad depth of general research on the kinds of people who donate to your nonprofit as a whole group. You need to be, an be able to answer these questions if you want to get to, into a donor's heart. What kinds of words do they use? Do they talk about their passions? What do they care about? Are there other causes they are a part of? Do they have a history of giving? What are their common objections, fears, and concerns about giving? Thanks to the web, we have more access to information about our donors than ever, as well as the ability to survey our donors and examine how they talk about our cause. Note, however, that if you survey your donors or ask questions of a potential donor, you have to learn to read the answer behind the answer. We have to address the fears and risks every donor feels even if the donor herself can't identify them out loud. And then we get to connect their existing passions and desires to your NPO using the same language they use. In other words, understand your donor base so well, it's like you've read their minds. Don't worry, this is easier than it sounds if you follow the next six tips. Two, practice, 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 and then practice some more. The best way to dominate your donor visits, get more funds, and create a real lasting connection with your nonprofit is to practice every aspect of your ask. In other words, by the time you are actually sitting in front of a prospect, you should have rehearsed the many paths the conversation could take many times before. Understanding your talking points, how you'll graciously address common objections, in the exact way you'll frame your ask allows you to stop thinking about these things and just focus on talking with the donor. Practice your ask 
Can't emphasize it enough. Run through how you'll call them on the phone. Plan on how to structure your meeting. Decide how long you'll small talk at the beginning and how to transition smoothly into the ask itself. Leave no stone unturned. The key to this, one, practice out loud. Then practice in front of a mirror. Then record yourself on video practicing. It's painful, but you'll learn things about your delivery and be far more confident and free when it comes to actually making the ask. Don't skip this step. Three, never ever surprise them. If your potential donor is ever surprised you're asking them for money, something is deeply amiss. Make it clear in your first call or contact that you're interested in talking to them about your cause and how they might be able to get involved. Make it clear that while you are interested in them as a person, there's a deeper purpose for your visit. That way, they'll be able to prepare their response, objections, and questions. Four, stop being boring. It isn't worth it. Boring feels safe. No presenter who just reads bullet points off a PowerPoint instead does it because they uh, want their audience to eagerly contemplate running from the room. Nope, they do it because it feels safe. Reading a PowerPoint feels like an easy way to tell your audience all the info they want and be sure not to forget anything important. But instead, you fail to keep your audience engaged. The actual way to be safe is what we discussed above, practice. Then you won't need slides and you can focus instead on not being boring. Don't be scared of sounding weird or too forward by asking things like, what do you think is the biggest challenge we face in this area? Provoke interesting reactions that are memorable, not boring, formulaic encounters. Of course, your real goal is to make your donor both catch your enthusiasm and feel understood. But to get there, you need to let yourself be not boring enough that they can have fun talking to you. Number five, ask them for advice. Ask for advice, you'll usually end up with money. The old fundraising maxim applies here. Ask for money, you'll get advice. Ask for advice, you'll get money. What most people truly want is to be heard. Asking for advice means that they will freely tell you the secret thing they are most passionate about, as well as their biggest fears about giving. And most importantly, the donor will feel valued and important, which they are. They're the ones whose enthusiasm makes changes happen in the world. So ask them for their input and impressions. Six, your secret weapon is pointed silence. Our culture hates silence. We want to fill it. This is one reason why extroverted salespeople and fundraisers can do worse than introverts. But oftentimes, the most important, meaningful thing, the thing your prospect really wants to tell you, won't be said if you quickly fill the silence. Some examples here. A bad fundraiser. What's the most important thing about the environment to you? Donor. Well, I think environmental damage is a pretty big problem. We're hurting the environment forever, and we don't even realize it. Bad fundraiser. Yeah, you're so right. That's why our program X is so important. Let me tell you, blah, 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 blah. 
no, don't do this. Your funding for next year will die a thousand painful deaths. Here's how that conversation could have gone. Superman fundraiser. What's the most important thing about the environment to you? Donor. Well, I think environmental damage is a pretty big problem. We're hurting the environment forever and we don't even realize it. Superman fundraiser. How interesting. Shuts up and looks genuinely interested. Donor. Feels like he should talk because of the silence. Yeah, it's really crazy. In fact, the other day I was thinking about when I was a kid and would go out and look at the stars in the country and see meteors and all kinds of awesome stuff. But now that the city is so big and there's so much light pollution and smog, when I go out with my kids to our cabin, we're lucky to see anything. It's so sad. Wow, and you are about to start making a generic appeal about one of your programs, totally at random. Now you have so much material to work with and know exactly the right program to talk about. Your donor has practically sold themselves, all because you shut up. You're fundraising for this guy's kid's happiness now, not your program. Too many advice givers say, just listen better but fail to tell you that means shut up and allow silence, even if it feels awkward at first. Great journalists love this technique. It gets them the best interviews and quotes. By the way, this works in discussions of all kinds. When you're negotiating a contract, your salary, trying to understand your significant other, or asking for a donation. Use strategic silence next time you talk with anyone. Its effects feel almost magical. Number seven, ask for a specific amount. Don't make your donor do any work. Finally, always ask for a specific amount to contribute to the cause. Why is this important? Because it takes the burden off of the donor to figure out what size of a donation is necessary. They don't know anything about your campaign goals. You do. So help them out. Don't make your donor do the work. For some great non-confrontational phrases to ask for a specific donation amount, I recommend checking out Mark Pittman's excellent post on his favorite major donor fundraising phrases. Uh, so listeners, I'll, I'll be posting this link in the show notes uh, so you can follow along and uh, follow those links. It's actually a pretty good uh, list of uh, phrases. Continuing on, we get it. Asking for money is intimidating, but it's also an immense privilege. You're inviting other people to take action on a cause that they genuinely care about. You're selling significance. And at the end of the day, most people don't mind feeling like they're making an outsized impact on the world. You've just got to ask them to. And that's it. I actually think that was really good. Specifically about the silence. Um, that is so hard to do. It takes a lot of practice, and but it does net um, a lot of good results when you do it. Anyway, link is in the show notes, and uh, see you next time.